Thanks for joining our second episode. I'm Liam, your host, and we're excited to have you here. This week, we'll be discussing the theme of societal standards and the novel The Bluest Eye. And so first, I think it'd be important for us to start with um, one of the most important scenes early on in the book, which is when Claudia destroys the little white baby doll. Because this scene really exemplifies how she rejects societal standards and how she wants to avoid conforming to the idyllic view that she has to play with all the toys that little white girls like. So we discussed this idea earlier with race of destroying the doll. And I think a lot of these ideas that we discussed social standards are going to ultimately tie into race. But really what it is, is like her, her family and like all the adults around her have told her like, you should love this doll, like this doll, like everyone needs this. Like, it's just so great. You're, you're going to love it. And to Claudia, like it's, it's not much like she doesn't understand why she should like this. And I think that's important that like when she destroys that, she's just, just, just rejecting what society has told her and saying, no, like that, that doesn't have to have to be the way that it is. Yeah. Cause at the, uh, really throughout the whole novel the dick and jane poem plays a big part in this as well like uh from from basically birth they're taught that white is good and black is bad and the dick and jane poem like the doll also just tells her what she should think instead of what she wants to think yeah and we can see a direct contradiction um, a direct juxtaposition really between the breed love households and the Dick and Jane poem, because the Brie Loves are kind of considered to be this ugly, poverty-stricken family, while the family that's described in the Dick and, Dan- the, the Dick and Jane poem is kind of considered this idyllic family that has a white picket fence and a beautiful house, and everything just seems to, go, seems to be going perfect in their life. Yeah, something important, I think, to note about the Dick and Jane poem, too, is that it never really specifically says that the family is white. But it, it says that the fence is white, the house is white, and all of it's beautiful. So I really think that's important to know that like they're they're using that to just imply that white is beautiful. Yeah, and this kind of destroys the Bury Love family in a way because they aren't white, they aren't as beautiful in their eyes. So they kind of just accept it. And so they live in this ugly home and call themselves ugly and even accept their ugliness. Paul uses hers to be a martyr. Charlie uses his for violence and Bacola uses hers to hide behind. Instead of trying to correct their ugliness or see themselves in a better light, they just accept it. Yeah, and Polly, we can see that Polly accepts this because early on in her life, she goes to a movie theater where she kind of indulges indulges in these um, sin-like activities where she just goes to a movie theater and tries to imagine herself in the position of a white woman and she eats candy that's symbolic of the rotting of her mindset and the rotting of her teeth. And because these movies don't really truly depict what American society is, these movies are only depicting the idyllic view of what um, Americans should look like in the eyes of the media. Yeah, I think when, when you look at this, it's really that so she she sees these p- movies and it's white men treating their wives well. And I think she just sees that as just such a stark contrast from her life where it's 
a black man who isn't treating her well. And I think she just sees that as, well, it's just because they're white and I'm black. Like, that's why, like, they've set this standard for them. But maybe for me, the social standard is different. And I think that's the problem with her just buying into this at the movies is because she doesn't really see what it's actually like in the real world. Yeah, I think the whole thing really comes back to them moving north and into a white society. Because before, when they first met, they were really happy with each other. They genuinely loved each other. But then when they moved north into a white-dominant society where everyone was more beautiful, everyone cared about beauty, uh, nobody really liked Polly as much. And that kind of rotted their whole family, leading to Polly not loving her children and Charlie uh, just being abusive to them in general. Yeah, and we can see that this really wears off on Piccola because later, towards the end of the book, she really starts to deteriorate, and we see that she ends up going to a psychic reader shop owned by Soaphead Church, and she just really desires blue eyes, and to her, the only way she can be beautiful is to have blue eyes, and even though she doesn't have blue eyes, it's the idea, the thought that she has blue eyes that will make her beautiful. All right. Thanks for joining us for our second episode, and we hope to see you next week.